Hey, hello and welcome to the first episode of Houston, We Have a Problem. Uh, since this podcast is basically the result of my doing interviews on market shenanigans, uh, the first episode is going to be about market shenanigans. I call it market fuckery, uh, how the stock market destroys lives and makes a killing. So in order to talk about uh, the stock market in a way that allows us to kind of explain the current systems and and shenanigans that happen uh i have to give you like a brief history of how we got here uh the stock market used to be physically traded sent back and forth between brokerages literally there'd be a messenger on a bicycle or by foot who would run between these brokerages delivering uh stock certificates and uh, uh securities and they have to sign off on it and trade and it was a very cumbersome system that made stock trading fairly slow uh, a good portion of the day of a broker's um, time at work would be spent filling out forms, signing for and relinquishing uh, securities and, and, and certificates. So in the 1960s, trading volume got so high that the system began to get bogged down and their brokerages actually collapsed because they couldn't transfer the paper fast enough. And there are so many failure to delivers as a result that it was time to use the era of the computer to begin making uh, a better, faster form of electronic trading. And this allowed the formation of the, uh, uh, the DTCC, Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, and its subsidiaries, the DTC and the NSCC and the FIDC and blah, blah. These, this company, this private corporation became sort of the central hub for the location of a stock certificate or a security. It would be maintained an electronic ledger. So you basically would have the stocks, all their possible shares, and then you would just attribute ownership to uh, people in different brokerages. And this clearing corporation would, at the end of each trading day, resolve who owned what shares. And it allowed for very fast trading, high volume trading, and uh, the modern market we see today. Uh, it also allowed for more robust shorting of the market and the shorting of the market was uh kind of an infrequently used uh tool to sort of maintain uh how would i put this like maintain a market uh uh honesty so if there was a company that was trading too high and they were doing weird things and that weren't above board it would allow uh, someone to bet against that company and see them die, sort of as like a self-regulating me me uh, uh, measure, or at least short them until they corrected themselves and did better. So what is shorting? Shorting is when a hedge fund decides to take a position against someone. What they do is they borrow the stock, they sell at a high price, and then they wait for it to drop because they're predicting it's going to drop. And when it does, they can then buy that stock back at a lower price and return those shares to who they borrowed them from and collect the profit. It's a fairly straightforward system. Uh, uh, the risk is that the stock price might instead go up and then the short position is now responsible for that cost, extra cost. So if they borrowed $100 and it goes up to 150 they may have to go out and buy shares at 150 and return them to their lender at a huge loss. 
Vice versa, if they borrow shares at $100 and it drops to zero, they don't have to buy, to, to give the shares back. Uh, it, it becomes basically free money at that point because if stock is zero, it's bankrupt and there's no shares to return. So it acts as a self-regulator for the markets and these short positions are making sure that a company's stock price accurately reflects their, their business fundamentals and rewards the short bets risk with money. Now, one of the fundamental things one learns in finance and stock trading is that shorts don't come without risk and this risk can be infinite. I mean, we've heard about short squeezes recently. In a short squeeze, uh, there might not be stocks available for the short fund position to find and buy. And the stock price can go higher and higher and higher and higher and higher until someone's willing to sell. And that squeeze uh, can theoretically be infinite. So they have unlimited, unlimited risk, potential for infinite loss. Now, there's a couple of famous examples of uh, uh, good shorts. Uh, most recently, you may remember uh, The Big Short. They made a movie about it where um, some investors recognized that the fundamentals of the mortgage-backed securities market weren't good. They, 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 were, they were hollow. Uh, uh, the mortgages were, were kind of ramshackled. People weren't paying back. Defaults were high. And what were considered solid bets, the housing market, was going to quickly deteriorate and fail because upwards of 20% of all the mortgages were bad bets. And they were paired with good bets and we're going to bring the entire system down. Now, the the shorts in this event, they, they borrowed mortgage securities and sold them. And then they waited and waited and waited and waited and waited for those securities to just plummet when the market crashed. And they were able to go in, buy securities up and repay the people they went from and keep billions of dollars in the process. Uh, recently, there's a, a Fami Kadir. She's um, uh, a short hedge fund person she's a i don't know there's a there's a great um documentary on netflix in their dirty money series called drug short where she knows that valiant pharmaceuticals is wasting what could be potentially r&d dollars and instead buying competitors and jacking up prices on established medicine and uh if you don't create new drugs you lose market value and uh so she shorted them to oblivion and made billions it's a really interesting document uh documentary so Drug Short on Netflix's Dirty Money series. I do recommend watching that. So what happens when shorts short? Uh, who likes short shorts? I like short shorts. Hedge funds can make gains in a limited time by not just betting against a company to short, but to ensure its obliteration. Uh, mainly, they borrow shares and sell high. Then they pay media groups to talk shit about the company. You know, Jim Cramer. Uh, famously admitted on a video he didn't think would go wide that he illegally takes money from uh, short hedge funds to badmouth stocks on his TV show. Uh, and then they would go as far as to manipulate vendors, contracts, uh, orders, lease deals. Uh, they may force their agents on the boards or in the executive suites to ruin the company from the inside. And then they naked short. And, and when they naked short is when the, the short attack is on. So what's a naked short attack? Uh, the naked short is when a hedge fund sells shares of stock they don't own with a promise to provide the actual share three days later when the price has dropped. This is more or less illegal. Uh, the 
Market makers are allowed to naked short because what they're doing is they're supposedly increasing liquidity in the market. So if someone wants to buy a stock and they're offering $100 for it and no one's willing to sell, the market makers will be allowed to generate a fake share of that stock, sell it with the promise that it will later recoup that physical stock and deliver it to the person who bought it. What the market makers do instead is they lend this ability to naked short to hedge funds. And when they do that, the hedge funds just start printing money, essentially. They make fake stock after fake stock after fake stock after fake stock, and they sell them on the market with no intention whatsoever to, to find a physical share and cover that. They're basically making IOUs they, have, they will never, never cover. Um, and what ends up happening is these IOUs go down as failure to delivers and the failure delivers, they get published and like, Hey, Oh, this stock has 10 million failure, failure to delivers today. And the brokerages will then kind of pass the buck. They'll reach into their own accounts, their own customers accounts and be like, okay, I need a million shares to cover this failure to deliver over here. So what I'll do is I'll pluck a million shares from my customers here, turn those into synthetic share IOUs, and then pass them on to whoever supposedly bought the shares where the failure to deliveries were, and then everyone forgets about it. They just pretend like everything's fine. And what the result is, is that more shares are now trading on the market because the people in these brokerages who just had their physical shares replaced with synthetics don't know their shares have been replaced with synthetics that, that, that they're holding IOUs and they still trade their stock as if they own the physical thing. And the result is, is that the market gets flooded with more and more shares each trading day and become and the price of the stock becomes diluted. And as the price becomes diluted, people will panic sell. And when people panic sell, the price drops even further. And the goal of these hedge funds during the short attack is to drive the price all the way down to zero. Because if you can get the price to zero, you no longer have to pay back anyone who you loan sh uh, shares from in the beginning. You no longer have to uh, find shares in the market to replace those IOUs that were gen generated by naked shorting. And most importantly, you don't have to pay taxes at all on all the money you just made because there's no capital gains. You didn't spend any money to buy shares. You just made money off of them. So there's no capital gains. It's a pretty incredible loophole in the system. The SEC just kind of looks the other way. They record all the crime and then don't do anything about it. So in the 1990s, uh, naked shorting became a huge problem. And uh, up through the early 2000s, there are some pretty famous examples of uh, sound companies that were being naked shorted into oblivion, uh, having millions and millions and millions and millions of shares uh, created and diluting the stock, driving it down to zero. And by about 2005, the problem had gotten so bad that the SEC was asked to do something about it. Um, the George W. Bush SEC was uh, pretty terrible. They kind of made a faint attempt at regulating this with something called Regulation Show or Reg Show. And basically it's regulation sh of shorting. The SEC rule is meant to curb this naked shorting, but instead became a loophole for it. Uh, basically, a short seller can sell naked shares so long as they can show that someone has shares that are supposedly available for purchase for future purchase to cover the transaction. So if uh, Joe at 
Citadel wants to sell a bunch of naked shares, he can call up Ted over at BlackRock, like, hey, Ted, do you have 10,000 of these shares? And Ted will say, yeah, I got 10,000 of these shares. And so then Joe at Citadel, right, Ted claims he has 10,000 shares, and then all of a sudden he can print 10,000 shares and sell them. Because if the SEC or someone comes along and says, hey, you need to make this right, Joe can go to Ted and say, hey, I need those 10,000 shares now. And ideally, that's how they would cover. The problem is, is that Ted at, at, at BlackRock isn't just getting a phone call from Joe at Citadel, but he's also getting phone calls from, you know, Mary at Melvin Capital and Susie at Susquehanna and Dwight over at, I don't know, Knight Capital. And they're all asking uh, uh, Ted at BlackRock, hey, do you have these shares? And Ted's like, yep, click. And they all write in, oh, Ted claims he has them. And then they too generate naked shorts and it goes through the system and the failure delivers happen and uh uh the these these hedge funds are supposed to replace these shares and instead they do weird little things what they'll do is they'll they'll buy a whole bunch of options uh, calls and puts that that are that are are to be exercised one two three four years down the road and they buy these and they sit on them and they tell the regulators like, Hey, I've got the shares when they don't, they just have a whole bunch of calls and puts and not enough money to actually exercise those shares and replace everyone they owe with the real thing. And that basically turns off the failure delivers, tells the margin accounts for these groups that, that they're good. And the entire goal is that this will go to zero, clear itself out and they do it all over again. Shorts have no intention of ever covering these transactions and the failure delivers will skyrocket as the, as the price drops and eventually the stock crashes. What does this mean for the market investor? You will be swindled. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, the hedge funds have access to markets and tools you retail investors will never have. If a price goes up, they can just create fake sh fake shares. They can make, create these naked shares and drive the price right back down again with essentially no repercussions. There are no fines for being caught naked shorting. There isn't. Supposedly, for every 10,000 uh, failure to deliver, they're supposed to be liquidated and then have that money be used to replace the, the shares they never delivered. But the SEC doesn't ever really charge anyone with that. They also get these people to panic and then sell their shares on the price drops, driving it down even further. Because human beings, when we see losses, we go, oh no, it's cut our losses. And we'll, we'll sell these shares and get out while we can, because we don't want to lose everything. What has changed in the last four months? Well, GameStop, really. Uh, deep fucking value, Keith Gill, AKA Roaring Kitty. Uh, he recognized that there was a short attack on GameStop last year and suggested on Reddit that everyone buy and hold and force a short squeeze. People refuse to sell in a panic, then the price drop stops and can even make uh, 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 a rise in price, uh, causing the shorts to have to cover their positions at a higher price than they sold. And this squeeze is the mechanics behind what we've been seeing for the past few months with GameStop and the other meme, meme stocks. Describing the mechanics of, of the short squeeze is basically if the price rises on a shorted stock, the increased price makes the loan or the margin that the short hedge fund took out to, uh, to increase against the collateral of their assets. So if they borrowed um, a million shares of GameStop 
at $10 and sold them thinking they could drive it down to zero. And all of a sudden, the cost of those shares is $100. They just increased their position by 10 times that they didn't have the assets to cover. And if this margin gets too large, the the banks or the brokerage that granted the margin can basically say, hey, you're out of control. You've got, we've got to liquidate everything and you've got to pay us back. And that's when the squeeze gets gets real. When these margins get called, then the short hedge funds have to sell what they own and use that money to buy back nothing but the stock on which their margin has been called. And all this forced buying can cause the price of stock to go through the roof. And as it does so, this can cause other short hedge funds who have who are on margin to have their margins called and then they're forced to also jump in and buy the stock and then another hedge fund gets forced to buy the stock and another one another one another one all these margin calls start to cascade through the market ideally and theoretically this will cause the price of gamestop or another stock that's that short squeeze like this to just moonshot and as it does so the price can can go to you know theoretically infinite heights and the losses for these hedge funds can be unlimited what the what how how do the shorts avoid having these margins called well they do a couple they do well more than a couple things they uh like to pass the buck to the options market so um their hedge funds are called that because they literally hedge their bets uh the short funds will drive the price of a stock down but we'll keep we'll buy these deep options in case the unthinkable happens and they have to cover and the market makers at the option and the options houses will sell many of these options for stocks they don't own. So they're selling naked options while the shorts are selling naked shorts. And uh, uh, if the, the price um, puts more and more of these options in the money, then the option sellers now have to go into the market and and buy a whole bunch of shares to make good on on their promises. And this can cause what's called a gamma squeeze. If the options market now has to buy a bunch of shares to give to the hedge funds that sold a bunch of shares that don't exist. <laughs> the, the options guys end up probably buying shares that shouldn't exist and giving them right back to the hedge funds again. To explain this gamma squeeze a little further, uh, in February, uh, GameStop saw its stock price go from $40 to over $100 in just a couple of days. And this put millions and millions and millions of these uh, options contracts, what it's called, in the money. An options contract is um, a, a contract for 100 shares of a stock. And what you do is, is you, if you're betting the stock price is going to go up, you might say, all right, I'll, I will pay you uh, $4 per share for 100 shares for the right to buy a stock at $100. If the stock gets to the day that contract is, ends and the price hasn't gone to $100, you lose the $400 you spent to buy that contract. If the price goes to 120 bucks, you now can have the right to buy 100 shares at $100 when it's worth 120 and you make a bunch of money. Every Friday, a whole bunch of these option contracts expire. And if they expire in the money and they were sold naked, then the following Monday, the option guys have to go into the market and buy a whole bunch of shares before they get failure to delivers on them. And this can cause a gamma squeeze. It can cause the price to go up because the price already went up too much. And it's kind of a feedback loop that just keeps going and going and going and going and going. With all of this fuckery, what's the fix? Uh, the fix is really simple. The clearinghouse, 
the DTT, DTCC and its subsidiaries and the SEC have to actually enforce the law or else the entire economy collapse. And what do I mean by that? I mean, if our entire market is becoming built upon the necessity to short stocks to oblivion and destroy companies so that people lose their jobs in order for these hedge funds to make their money, that's not a solid foundation upon which to build our markets and seek investment. The old school evil guys were these vulture capitalists, your, your Bain Capitals. They would go in, hostile takeover a company, and when they did, they would use that company's good credit score to then uh, take out a whole bunch of loans. So think KB Toy Hobby. KB Toy Hobby was a viable company for many decades, and Bain Capital went in, bought them, took out billions of dollars in loans, gave themselves, the executives, billions of dollars in bonuses, defaulted on their loans, declared bankruptcy, and walked away with billions. And KB Toy, Toy Hobby just kind of ceased to exist. They did it with Toys R Us. They did it with uh, Sears and Kmart. They do it with all sorts of companies. I worked for the Art Institutes, uh, Art Institute of Seattle, and Goldman Sachs did it with Art Institute of Seattle. They took out billions in loans after they purchased the company, gave themselves billions of dollars in uh, bonuses, sold off all the assets of the company, and then went bankrupt and walked away. And a quarter million students lost out on uh, the opportunity for their education. It's a pretty terrible system. The current system is to do this via naked shorting. Basically, print shares sell them, make a bunch of money, watch a company crash and burn and walk away. We have to stop naked shorting. We have to stop it. We have to stop allowing the money makers to do it, to uh, increase liquidity. We have to stop letting uh, hedge funds print without any consequence whatsoever. And we need to see the funds that are dependent upon doing this die. We need them gone. We need them out of the system we need them in prison we need them bankrupt and out of the way so that we can go back to a fundamental market that works with stocks and bonds and securities in a way that isn't bent upon destruction we can't have a godzilla rampaging through the market it's not going to last forever and we can't have counterfeits trading i mean if you have if if you print a hundred dollar bill on your printer at home on your whoops printer which shoulder that oh there you go printer at home uh you're gonna and you try to buy something with it you're gonna go to jail so why can someone print a hundred dollar stock and sell it and face no repercussions it's completely asinine we need to end the ability to naked sell um we've seen lots of new rules proposed by the dtcc and its subsidiaries uh recently and these rules seem to be in order to protect the participants in their in their in their program who perhaps do the right thing they don't they don't uh uh behave badly they don't naked short like crazy but they're still but they still might at this point be financially liable for the citadels and the melvin capitals of the world and have to pay through the nose to cover these bad bets by these uh companies the recent uh congressional hearings kind of shined a light on to what the large players in the market are thinking. And what they're thinking is that everyone hates Citadel. Everyone wants Citadel to die and to go away and to not allow the system to keep uh, perpetuating the naked short system that we have. 
So they have to build a fortress around the rest of the market to keep Citadel from crashing the entire economy because Citadel shorted everyone. They shorted the bond market. They shorted thousands of shares of thousands of stocks uh, of different companies. Um, they've shorted securities. They, sh they shorted every possible thing you could possibly imagine. And they fully expect to just get away with it. But you and I and our mutual funds and our pension funds and, you know, index funds, they all bought these stocks for long term uh, investment. They, they, they buy a company because they think it's going to be a fundamentally sound company. It's going to grow and grow and grow and grow only to find that the stock price gets cratered artificially by this manipulation via naked shorting. The SEC has to step up and regulate and the DTCC has to stop making it so easy for these groups to naked short and then everyone forget about it. I talked about short Citadel shorting everything and they've basically, they basically have, uh, they shorted the US bond market. They've been printing fake bonds and selling them for at least a decade now. Uh, Matt Taibbi at Rolling Stone wrote an article in 2010 describing how they've shorted something like 250 or they could shorted $250 billion in stock or bonds of the U.S. government. Uh, and that was then. It's probably trillions now. They took out like hundreds of millions of puts and calls against all the stocks they shorted. And they're just waiting for something to happen. They don't actually have tangible assets. They have the potential for assets. Should the price fluctuate one way or the other, they'll have the option of buying them. And... They use their market maker ability to ma manipulate the stock market and feed the short feed their short hedge fund operations. And this is why they need to die. Uh, so the solution, we need to end naked shorting and punish failures to deliver. It's pretty simple. Uh, we need to end the ability to sell shares that don't exist and liquidate anyone who fails to deliver an order. Just it's like, if you fail to deliver after three days, you have to sell something you own, buy this and replace it. Uh, Liquidity in the market shouldn't result in market ma manipulation. If someone can't buy a share at the market demanded price, then the market price should reflect that. Uh, just a couple weeks ago on uh, GameStop, speaking of GameStop, there was a moment where the highest buy order was like $176 and the lowest sell order was $55,000. So what happened? The market maker generated a whole bunch of shares for those people to buy at $176. The price should have been $55,000 because no one who owned the stock was willing to sell it for anything less than that. These market makers should not be given the ability to manipulate the price of a stock in order to increase liquidity in the market. If people aren't willing to pay $55,000 for a stock, then they don't get to buy the stock. That's just how it should work. There's supply and demand. And that price should reflect that supply and demand. So the market maker should not have its primary driver incentive to destroy companies so that these companies lose jobs. Uh, investment should be to innovate and to grow, not rape and pillage the common investor. That's kind of uh, the quick half hour show for the first Houston We Have a Problem. Um, this show, I had lots of technical difficulties as I was discovering how to make it. Uh, and hopefully i'll nail that down and get it better and better and more dialed and i want to be able to bring guests on the show as well who happen to know more in certain fields than i do uh and i crave social interaction so just doing this by myself kind of like a teacher scolding the crowd is not really my ideal but uh episode one in the can and i hope all you folks uh can stick around as i navigate this more and figure out exactly 
how to do it in a more fancy way. Uh, I think next week's show is probably going to be on uh, the healthcare system and why private health needs to die. <laughs> uh, so look, stay tuned for that. I've, I've got lots of experience with being screwed over by healthcare, and I'm sure all of you do too. Uh, yeah, I'll see you next week.